0: Hello, I'm John.
1: And I'm Lubna, and this is an Orbit.
0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast in orbiters and all earthlings. We're glad you're with us. Lubna, how are you?
1: I'm very well. Thank you, John. What's up with you? What's happening in your part of the world?
0: Um, well, it's uh, another beautiful day here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, had a nice, relaxing weekend. Uh, can't ask for better. How about yourself?
1: I've been doing fine too, although it's like a furnace-like situation in Delhi. But we had a cool, couple of cool events happening in our Gurgaon office here. Um, we had a Pedal to Work Challenge on Friday, and then we had a garbage collection drive. So I think the zeal and the spirit of people hasn't been crushed by the heat, So which is a good thing.
0: Sounds like the zero harm sustainability culture is alive and well in Gurgaon.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And you uh, did yet another super cool interview. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so the, in the in continuing what we had been doing, we put it on pause for a minute, but we've come back to explore some of the capabilities that KBR's government solutions business uh, offers. And the one that we talk about in this interview listeners are going to hear today is super important because it's so up front in the news lately, especially with the Russian invasion of Ukraine, right. and that's missile defense. Um, without getting too in the weeds because we want the interview to speak for itself, had the opportunity to speak, yeah, to speak with Chad Stevens, who's a project manager for the Missile Defense and Aviation Systems Group at KBR, and he's supported numerous missile defense systems in his career, including the Patriot system. And um, so, yeah, super interesting to talk to him, especially, you know, we're hearing about NATO uh, pos- strategically positioning missile defense systems in Slovakia and Poland. And so, I mean, it's just a very weird time and to, to know that these people are um, not involved in the, the military use, but in the, in the development of the capability is really cool.
1: So I think without further ado, let's let our listeners right into the interview and let them have a listen.
0: We have the privilege of speaking with experts from across KBR on lots of different and fascinating topics, and today is no exception. But not only is this episode's topic interesting, it's also extremely important in terms of current events. I'm referring to missile defense, which has, of course, been much in the news recently due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Today, we're going to talk about what missile defense is, why it's important. And how kbr is helping the united states shore up critical components of its air and missile defense and with me today to talk about all that and more is chad stevens chad is a software engineering technical advisor and is project manager of a world-class software team in the missile defense and aviation systems group which is part of the defense and intel unit of kbr's government solutions united states business He began his career at KBR as an intern and just celebrated 20 years with the company, and for the past 10 of those 20 years, he supported the Patriot missile defense system. Before that, he performed test and evaluation for THAAD missile defense systems, that's Terminal High Altitude Area Defense, and the Ballistic Missile Defense System. Chad was born and raised in Alabama. He earned bachelor's and master's degrees in electrical engineering from the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Go Chargers. And he joins us today from Huntsville. Welcome to the podcast, Chad. Oh, thanks for having me, John. All right. So when I say missile defense, I'm primarily talking about U.S. missile defense, which includes the Patriot system. So can you walk us through what missile defense is and also give us some background on the Patriot system?
2: Okay, absolutely. Uh, So. The, the Patriot Weapon System uh, is, we, cons- we consider that the foundation of uh, integrated air and missile defense uh, for the United States, uh, as well as uh, 16 of our allied nations. So let me break that down a little bit. What do I mean when I say air and missile defense? Uh, so we'll start talking about air defense. So air defense includes uh, engagements uh, against uh, manned and unmanned aircraft and as well as cruise missiles. Gotcha. And for missile defense, uh, I can talk about Patriot's involvement uh, in support of the Missile Defense Agency. So at the Missile Defense Agency, uh, missile defense technology being developed, tested and deployed by the United States uh, is designed to counter the ballistic missiles of all ranges, uh, short, medium, uh, intermediate and long range. And since uh, ballistic missiles have different ranges, speeds, sizes and performance characteristics, uh, the missile defense system is an integrated layered architecture. What that means is it provides multiple opportunities to destroy missiles and their warheads uh, before they can reach their target. Uh, so the system's architecture will include uh, three main components, uh, network sensors. So these could be space-based sensors. They could be uh, ground-based or sea-based uh, radar systems for detection and tracking uh, incoming, uh, incoming missile threats. Uh, also consists of ground and sea-based uh, interceptor missiles. Uh, for destroying the missile using either the force of a direct collision, so a a kinetic energy hit-to-kill, or an explosive uh, blast fragmentation warhead.
0: Understood, okay.
2: And then the final component would be a command and control, uh, so a command control battle management uh, communication system uh, referred to in missile defense as uh, the C2BMC, and that provides the operational commanders with the needed links uh, that connect between the sensors and the interceptor missiles. Um, so the missile defense elements uh, for NDA are operated by United States military personnel. Uh, these, uh, these are including uh, U.S. Strategic Command, STRATCOM, uh, NORTHCOM, PACOM, uh, U.S. Forces, Japan, uh, UCOM, and others. Uh, the U.S. has missile defense cooperative programs with a number of allies and actively participates in the NATO activities uh, to maximize opportunities to develop an integrated NATO ballistic missile defense system. So back to Patriot, uh, since it was first fielded, uh, Patriot's been used by five nations in more than 250 combat engagements against manned and unmanned aircraft, cruise missiles, and ballistic missile threats. Uh, Since January of 2015, Patriot's intercepted more than 150 ballistic missiles in combat operations around the world. More than 90 of those intercepts involved the Guidance Enhanced Missile Family of Surface to Air Missiles, or the uh, JIM variant of the Patriot missile. Um, As the most mature hit-to-kill weapon system of the missile defense system, um, it provides simultaneous air and missile defense capabilities as the lower-tier element in the defense of the U.S. deployed forces and their allies. Um, It also works with THAAD, as we we talked about THAAD earlier. Uh, It works with THAAD to provide an integrated, overlapping defense against missile threats in the terminal phase of flight. So what do I mean when I say terminal? So ballistic missile trajectories are commonly divided into three phases of flight. Uh, you have uh, boost, mid-course, and terminal. And each element plays a role in and then the robust system intended to defend against hostile missiles in any phase of flight. So the terminal phase is, the sh- is very short, and it begins once the missile starts to reenter the atmosphere. Gotcha. It's the last opportunity to make an intercept before the warhead is going to reach a target. So intercepting a warhead during this phase is is complex, uh, and is the least desirable of phases because there's a small margin for error. Right, right. Um, The intercept will have to occur close to the intended target. The terminal phase elements include the THAAD weapon system now being delivered to U.S. Army, uh, the um, Aegis-based terminal defense capability using the SM-2 missile, and then, of course, uh, the Patriot, uh, the PAC-3, the Patriot Advanced Capability three which is now deployed uh, worldwide. And so these mobile systems defend against the short to medium range variant missiles. Okay. Uh, So jointly, these systems engage a threat by performing a multi-theater defense uh, against adversary missile threats using peer-to-peer engagement coordination, uh, early warning track data, and battle management situational awareness. And so they contribute to the entire system situational awareness by transmitting uh, precision queuing data between the different elements. And also... Simultaneously protect system assets against the short-range missile, large caliber rockets, and uh, in-air breathing threats. And for Homeland Defense, uh, PATRIOT provides a detection, tracking, engagement of short-range ballistic missiles and cruise missiles. Okay. These engagements are further enhanced by network remote sensors that supply early warning data to increase its probability of success. Uh, PATRIOT has added upper-tier debris mitigation capability to mitigate the excessive radar load and potential missile wastage caused by debris from upper-tier intercepts.
0: Oh, that's incredible. Intercept.
2: <laughs> So basically, so basically, what that what that means is, um, you know, you have a THAAD engagement and uh, and THAAD intercepts a target. Patriot's tracking it as well. Uh, what happens there is uh, we want to make sure that Patriot's not going to uh, start tracking all the debris.
0: Right, right.
2: So it's basically debris uh, debris uh, limiting.
0: That's fascinating.
2: So in a nutshell, that's uh, that is the Patriot uh, weapon system and uh, Patriot's uh, contribution to overall. Uh,
0: missile defense capability. Right. So, I mean, to to call it sophisticated would be a gross um, understatement. And obviously, the Patriot's been around for decades. The system, it's it's come a long way. It's it is being integrated with other s- systems, and um, and there's so many moving parts that, of course. It, it has to be undergoing enhancement and improvement. So earlier this year it was announced that KBR had been awarded a $207 million contract to enhance Patriot system. Why is that a big deal?
2: Well, for over 40 years now, KBR has provided continuous support of this weapon system, uh, both during peace and wartime missions. Mm-hmm. So during this time Patriot has been used by five nations uh, in more than 250 combat engagements uh, against man and unmanned aircraft. Uh, cruise missiles and, and ballistic missiles. KBR has been the team behind the mission for more than 3,000 of these ground tests and over one and over 1,600 missile test events. Wow! And we have supported all of these from the beginning. So as part of these tests and live fires, KBR engineers and analysts use these opportunities to uncover new ways to further improve or enhance the weapon system. The improvements are necessary because the threat's always evolving. So the goal is to always uh, be on top of that and, and be ahead of the threat
0: right right
2: The threat is constantly changing and it's you know increasingly becoming more and more sophisticated right so so in order for us to do to to defeat the threat, we need to make sure that uh, that we um, provide operationally realistic tests against the weapon system to ensure that we that we have a capability against these these emerging threats. The result of these improvements and enhancements is that today's Patriot is advanced, modern, and capable of defeating the full spectrum of threats that we have. So in summary uh, for this, we currently provide support to more than 240 Patriot fire units deployed to the U.S. and its allies across 17 nations. So it's a big task.
0: Critically important. Yeah, critically important. Well, Chad, I want our listeners to learn a little more about you and your role at KBR without getting into anything that may be sensitive what are you and your teams working on, and how does that work figure into those broader Patriot system enhancements we were just talking about?
2: Well, because we uh, support the full uh, life cycle of the Patriot system, uh, KBR has developed uh, a wide variety of software tools uh, to help us be more efficient and to more effectively support our customers. Okay. So our core competencies uh, are in the areas of uh, system engineering, uh, logistics, and acquisition and program management. And so, um, and to give you a few examples in the area of, of foreign military sales. you know, Given that we talked about Patriot being fielded in uh, 16 allied nations, an, an important part of this FMS process is, is our technology protection. Right. And so we developed a semi-automated uh, technology protection process. And what we wanted to do with that is mitigate any risk of unintentional export of system critical technologies. And in doing so, uh, our system manages over 300,000 system documents. So these documents include uh, technical specifications, uh, drawings, uh, engineering change proposals, technical manuals, those those kinds of things. And we have automated tools that we've built to help us determine information that can be released to the FMS customers. So we can more much more rapidly uh, make those determinations and get the correct information fielded uh, to these customers. Right. Um, and another, uh, I guess another area that, that, uh, that we're providing um, a more detailed support would be in the modeling and simulation arena. You know, a lot of the uh, um, a lot of the requirements that uh, that are levied against the system uh, are such that you know they lend themselves really well to modeling and simulation. You know, okay. because it's it's going to be too complex or too expensive to try to test that in real world conditions. Right. So a lot of what we do is uh, modeling and simulation. Uh, so we have Patriot world testing and flight test analysis, and we take all that data. And we use that in, uh, in doing our verification and validation steps against all the models and simulations that we have, um, in our portfolio. So, uh, for instance, we have a fully digital, um, battalion level simulation that simulates and with high fidelity, uh, the radar systems, all the missiles, all the command and control nodes. Um, and it's a, it's a real time simulation as well. So, we can take the real-world test events, uh, we can feed that information, uh, the results of those tests into these uh, models, and we can run Monte Carlo simulations against those against those events and then go through a comparison process. Now, a comparison process in the past has been very labor-intensive, right? Uh, but we've uh, effectively automated uh, the entire process. So, we can take uh, raw data from the weapon system. We can also take the raw data from the simulations uh, once they're initialized and uh, we can execute uh, the sims and also pull all the, the raw data, run all the comparisons, do all the, all the performance analysis, and then generate the uh, summary reports. Uh, obviously not without, you know, obviously human in a loop has to be part of that uh, to go through the results and make sure that, uh, that the results are coming out okay. But, uh, but that's some of the things that we've done uh, to help automate and, and improve our modeling simulation capabilities and and that also I guess is a good segue into uh, some of the other things that we do, like configuration management, okay, and uh, data and data collection, reduction, and analysis. So, um, as part of some of those types of activities that we've put together, we've we've also developed a fully automated uh, life cycle data management process. Uh, so the, the the system is entirely automated and has managed uh, hundreds of terabytes of data uh, over the past five years. So far, without any data loss, that's amazing uh, to date. So we're, we're pretty proud of that. We're pretty proud of that system as well.
0: It's a huge accomplishment.
2: Talking about the uh, the overall capabilities that we have and and managing the life cycle of these weapon systems, some other areas that that we that I can touch on, but uh, probably too long, too lengthy for discussion today. But uh, the information technology arena, the cybersecurity. Uh, Lifecycle logistics, uh, operational evaluation and operational testing, uh, prototyping, uh, systems integration, uh, training and exercise support. Those are all other areas that uh, that that our folks in Huntsville here are are contributing.
0: So yeah, again, it, it, it's it's mind blowing to think about all of the the different facets of uh, of missile defense, and and to hear you describe it, it's just it's um, thank goodness we have trained experts on top of things. Um, I was wondering if you could tell us about some of the software in our, in our previous discussion discussions, you mentioned a couple of um, examples of the software that your team uh, are working with or on, I think you mentioned uh, Athena and iTeams.
2: Yes, sir. So, so right. We currently have two major products that we uh, develop and support. Uh, uh, One's called Athena. It's a desktop product that that, uh, we've developed. And another, it's a web-based uh, system called iTunes. Uh, so I'll just talk about Athena a little bit. So Athena was originally developed uh, to handle large uh, flight test and modeling simulation data, as we talked about previously. About uh, a decade and a half ago, we started developing this uh, this tool. Uh, and it was to support that continuous evaluation. So Thad was undergoing uh, continuous testing and we wanted to build up tools to help us in that testing process. At the time, the there were not a lot of commercial products out there that could really handle the types of data and the quantities we we're dealing with. So we started building up our own sets of tools and that and that eventually became the Athena product. And so at this point, what we have is something that uh, it's a, a collection of tools that will all work together. And uh, and they all work together to provide uh, what we consider to be large-scale data management, uh, data analysis, uh, visualization. Mm-hmm. We also have a lot of automation capability within this system, as well as lots of interactivity with with uh, with working with data sets. Uh, so visualization tools could uh, could be like 2D mapping inter- inf- interfaces, as well as uh, 3D we have a 3d globe environment where we can, we can plot a full six degree of freedom type, uh, missile trajectories. Wow. You can look at, you can look at bodies in space moving. We can do geospatial querying. Uh, we can combine various sets of polygons and things like that for, we're looking like defended areas and defended mm-hmm. assets, trying to make sure we're optimizing uh, those types of things. So we've built a uh, lots of different tools to help us uh, rapidly determine, you know, those types of things. Right. So, in, in uh, so part of that, um, what we've built is a framework and that framework houses a lots of different tools i think right now we have about 30 different user interfaces and those user interfaces provide a variety of different capabilities and the backbone of all of this is we use the structure query language sql we use c-sharp language uh, we also use Python, so those are the three main languages that that uh, that we use in, in building this this whole interface. Okay. But what it does is allows uh, analysts the power to go through and really dig deep and dig uh, dig down in, into all the data sets and do it rather quickly. Uh, whether they're doing ad hoc type, hey, I got some data in, what do I do with this? You know, take a look at it through the system, right? Um, all the way through, I'm going to fully automate, uh, you know, some entire process. So. Uh, It gives us a whole lot of flexibility. So a little more about it. um, Data can be quickly and autonomously ingested um, and combined with other data sources. So it's extremely versatile. It's scalable uh, across any number of servers and clients. uh, So it is a server client uh, type interface. Gotcha. Okay. So with Athena's built-in Office tools, uh, we can dynamically create and interact with documents. We can interact with spreadsheets. We can custom build our own drawings and use those drawings as as programming uh, programming interfaces. Okay. Uh, so you can kind of dynamically draw and and, and program things. We have uh, end user customizable dashboards, so we can uh, it both allows you to build dashboards and host those dashboards. Uh, we can put them on the desktop. We can put them on the web. Uh, so it makes it uh, really easy to drill down, look at high level information across lots and lots of data sets, or drill down into something very specific. And do it really quickly. With that said, um, we think overall Athena provides uh, a lot of increased productivity for all of our engineers and analysts.
0: Right. Sounds like it.
2: It lets us, uh, focus on our, our evaluating our results and lets us take action on whatever data we have in front of us. Uh, so in summary, I think that provides a a good rapid response from our raw data to a decision. So that, that's kind of Athena in a nutshell. Okay. (laughs) That's what we've built over the past 15 or so years there.
0: That's amazing.
2: And then uh, I guess switching over to uh, the tool called iTeams. Uh, so iTeams is uh, is a web-based uh, product. And so it's more of a project management tool. Okay. So it allows uh, KBR project uh, managers as well as government customers and, uh, let's say, subcontractors, teammates, uh, the ability to go in and view uh, contract data, project financials. Gotcha. Um and again, using interactive dashboards, uh, folks can come in, log into the system, and see their current financial status, uh, see how their burn rates are on different projects, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, it also has a, a, a contract deliverable management interface, so you have a certain, you know, you have a contract with seed drills. You got to you got to write these reports. Right. Um, engineers, analysts, you know, folks can load their reports in. Uh, It's got a full workflow interface to help them manage all that. It also brings in the government customer uh, because the customers can also log into the system as well. So right. it's, a, it's a good interface to uh, bring everyone together. The iTeams portal, it increases coordination and communication it facilitates timely deliverable information and uh, availability of data and contract deliverables. Uh, iTeams uh, has a total of 12 modules and the portal is tailorable to requirements, uh, supports collaboration, coordination, communication uh, between our project and program managers, as well as other support staff, customers, teammates, uh, anywhere, anytime, on any device. That's
0: amazing. I know that I, you know, would take it for granted that so much. It has to be organized with with the amount of data that's bouncing around and the communication that's needed, and the the you know, millions of dollars that are going into these projects. That that managing them efficiently, which is something you know KBR is uh, uh, does better than anyone, is so so important. So that's super impressive. Sorry, I just wanted to interject and say that.
2: (laughs) And I I think uh, an important piece there is that, uh, you know, we want to be transparent with our customers. Right. Uh, We want to make sure that the customer is, you know, in lockstep with us and that, you know, at any given time, the customer can log in and see where we are. And, uh, and this gives them the opportunity to do that. They don't have to uh, ping a, a PM and ask them, hey, can you give me a status of something that they can just log in and look at it themselves.
0: Right. Of course, the goal of the podcast is to spotlight the amazing things that our people do at KBR. And I think that um, you, you've outdone yourself in, in explaining um, some of the stuff that we do in, in missile defense and you know, we, we do this to get people more interested in learning more about KBR, but we also wanna shine a light on some of the great opportunities that KBR makes available to employees. And I know a major area of focus is professional development. And Chad, in our communications back and forth, you mentioned uh, the KBR Leadership Association chapter there in Huntsville as being one of those great development opportunities. So to talk about this, we're going to do something a little different. Chad's going to introduce uh, another special guest that we have with us today, uh, Greg Turner. And Chad, I'll let you introduce Greg and then pass the mic off to him.
2: Okay, great. So we have a local chapter uh, called KBR Leadership Association. Um it's a part of the national management association so that's a it's a nonprofit organization about seven thousand or so members wow and uh and we are a local chapter chapter number four ninety five of that and it has a board of directors i'm i'm uh, i'm the elected president of our local chapter here and greg mr greg Turner here he's our uh, vice president and uh has been doing just some fantastic work uh with the k l a group here in huntsville so um, so I'd like to introduce Greg Turner and let him uh, speak just a, a few minutes about about the KLA organization.
3: All right. Thank you, Chad. Um, so, yeah, the KBR Leadership Association provides an affordable, efe- efficient, and e- effective means for KBR employees to continuously improve their leadership skills, to give back to other KBR employees, and to provide community service on behalf of KBR. Uh, we think it's important, you know, at KBR, people like Chad, they work very hard all day long. And at times, they just need to take a break from the hard work they're doing and, and focus on themselves and, and improving their own skills. And the KBR Leadership Association gives them the opportunity to do that. Um, as he already mentioned, there's two local chapters within the National Management Association, uh, KBR of Huntsville and then KBR of Houston. They're two distinct leadership associations, but they're in two different locations run by different uh, members of KBR employees. Gotcha. And as far as how it's impacted me, I've I've been with uh, KBR for four years now uh, since 2019. I've been a member of KLA since then, and for me, the big ROI is uh, is having the opportunity to meet, work with, and learn from other KBR employees who I don't normally get to work with. You know, on a day-to-day basis. So these are people that I normally don't get to work with, like Chad, for example. Uh, so we get to to meet with these people, we get to learn from these people, uh, and it includes uh, the executive management team here in Huntsville as well. They participate in the activities that we do, but also it gives us a chance to work with other companies like Boeing and Lockheed Martin, who also have leadership associations. Um, and I guess to wrap things up, um, you know, KLA members have always been there for me professionally and personally. Uh, I could call Chad any time, night or day, and I know he would help me out. And that's the same way a lot of the other members in the association is. So it's allowed me to uh, to see and move into other positions at KBR that I didn't uh, know existed. Um, again, when you network with a lot of different people in a lot of different areas within KBR, you learn a lot from that. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's, that's the biggest ROI on it for me.
0: Well, let me ask you while I've got you on the horn, Greg, um, just specifically, and you can think about this for a second, but in addition to how it's impacted you, maybe and obviously I think the, the networking and, and, uh, knowledge sharing thing that you were just talking about is such a big part of the KBR Leadership Association. Can you share with us about how maybe it's, um, helped you in the important work that you do with, uh, with the Patriot Ground Support Equipment Group?
3: Oh, it's amazing. The people at KBR are just totally amazing. Um. So one of the things I do here at KBR is I, I I'm a scheduler for Patriot Ground Support Equipment, and so I've only been doing this for three years, so I'm still learning a lot about the Patriot system. But uh, one of the things that I do is I reach out to new employees who come into KBR, and uh, KBR just brings in some amazing people, and so these are some people that know more about the Patriot than I'll ever know, and so it's just a great opportunity to network and learn from those people, and so oftentimes. Um, you know, it's just great to have those internal contacts.
0: I love that. That's wonderful. Well, thanks so much for coming on and telling us about that. Um, we'll hand the microphone back over to Chad for a moment, just so we can get some uh, any final thoughts. All right. Thank you, John. Thank you. Hey, John. Why that is wonderful to me is that KBR is, um, you know, built on a foundation of that team of teams mentality, and it really sounds like the the KBR Leadership Association chapters help facilitate that and promote that. I wanna ask you the same question that I asked Greg, and you can think about this for a second as well, but um, how, has, how has the Leadership Association impacted you, and then how has it helped you in the work that you do on missile defense, do you think?
2: Uh, well, I think it's helped me develop friendships. Um, I think, like, like Greg said, um, you know, there's so many people working uh within KBR at this uh, at this facility and so you know a lot of the folks you may not know otherwise right and so I think getting to know uh some of these people that that uh kBR employees that are that are coming in and and uh and joining the organization it gives us the opportunity to meet them talk to them right uh, spend some time with them you know we have socials and we have all these different events that people can come to uh charitable you know charitable events so we've, we've been doing some uh uh, various various charitable work, and we're expanding that. So we're we're hoping that those will provide us some more opportunities to, you know, kind of work together um, in different uh, different environments that we'd see in a, in a normal workday situation here at KBR.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, it really is the the team of teams mentality in action. Well, before I let you guys go, do you have any any parting thoughts?
2: One thing I would add is, uh, you know, I think uh, I think folks come here and work for KBR because uh, we feel like it's rewarding work. Uh, supporting the warfighter mission and uh, but we we stay because uh, we like the people.
0: That's amazing. Well, speaking personally, I appreciate what you guys do. appreciate what you and and all the teams there do and uh, appreciate your time and thanks for being on the podcast.
2: Thank you very much for having me. So wow, John, that
1: was quite quite an interesting interview and i mean amazing to have another guest on the show that is greg turner that was a surprise
0: right a first for the podcast we have some last minute bonus content for our listeners this week yeah greg turner we were uh, very glad to have him uh, stop by and tell us about the KBR Leadership Association and the benefits, both personal and professional, that it creates for employees. And it sounds like that organization means a lot and really helps them in the execution of their duties on some really, really important tasks.
1: Yes, and I love the way, you know, how every department, every team is connected. And that's what, you know, you brought out through your interview and and that's i think something that's keeping all of us literally in each other's orbit
0: definitely what
1: a fabulous interview and for more uh we have two webinars coming up next week from the technology solutions business unit so whoever would be interested in knowing about our nitric acid revamp or inorganics capabilities, you could just go onto the website, register for the webinar and get to know more.
0: Right. And for more information on the capabilities across the business, including government solutions and the work that we're doing in missile defense and other areas, please check out KBR.com. If you have any uh, information for us or would like to hear about a specific topic let us hear about it you can email us at inorbit at com. we once again also want to thank our wonderful producer Emma for making all of these episodes happen we couldn't do it without her yes and um That's it for me, Lubna, do you have anything else?
1: No, John, I think, I I mean, I'm very excited about this episode and we would love to hear feedback from our listeners. So they are free to also drop in emails and and tell us what an amazing um, or not so amazing job we are doing. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: we only want to hear the good stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so with this thought, um, we will sign off for the day and I'm really looking forward to seeing you for the next podcast, John.
0: Yes, indeed. Hope you have a great day, and thanks to all our listeners.
1: Bye.